Hey everybody, welcome back to another episode of Buried with Children, with Child. Otherwise known as Pillow Talk. (laughs) I am the child. Indeed you are. Everybody say hello to the newly 17-year-old Aiden. I feel old and everything hurts. (laughs) Oh, you are not there yet. (laughs) Talk to me again after you turn 40, please. (laughs) So, what have you been doing this month? Last Uh, month? Why am I starting? Because I'm looking at you. Okay then, fine. I'll start. Thank you. I've been fine. <laughs> no, I, this, it's been it's been a weird month. We've been really busy, right? So uh, I think everybody kind of knows I deliver beer, and we had St. Patrick's Day, so that was kind of a beat down. It was it was bad, and it's rained every fucking Friday this month up here. Yeah, every Friday. Yep. So yeah, it's been really been just like work and then sleep and then work again. Aiden, I've uh, I've actually doing pretty good. Just had my birthday, and so I've been just pl- like anytime I can, I've been playing my new games. Uh, I will say, as a video gaming professional, um, <laughs> <laughs> not really. I wish I was a video game prof- professional. 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 <laughs> but I don't make money off of it, sadly. Um, I just I, I really missed old Dark Souls, and old Dark Souls is still good. So. Yeah. Oh my gosh, you're just making us all look bad right now. I, I except that Travis is gaming with you <laughs> a lot more lately. Yeah, well, so every every now and then we're able to get uh, his cousin and his dad and my brother-in-law all on for uh, Call of Duty, and it's always entertaining. <laughs> oh we, shit! We because we, we get mic'd up. So the way it works is Aiden and. Bergen are both very good gamers. They're really good at uh, Call of Duty. And us three old guys, we are not. We are not good at this. Um, so it's it's uh, hijinks. That's what it is. There's a lot of shenanigans. And there's a lot of screaming through the headset. Like, oh God, he's in here with me. And then we die. So. And again, especially from Brian, the proverbial, oh shit. <laughs> I think we all say that a lot. Yeah. It's just... <laughs> It's the way he says it. I was going to say the amalgamation of southern accents in trouble. Is oh, highly, shit. It's highly entertaining. He puts an E in his shit. But so does your dad. Yeah, sometimes. <laughs> but then you've got um, Justin, who's from Mississippi. So his is totally different. Yeah. How, how does he say it? It's unique. It's unique to Mississippi. Yes. Uh, I, I was having this conversation at work recently with a couple of my friends slash co-workers, clo- clo- co-workers, about uh, how I have to censor myself when we record because I don't want to come off all twangy and Southern-like, you know, sound like Southern Bale. No, I, I don't want to sound that way. So I try to watch my slang and my accent. And I just don't think that no matter... I, I don't feel like I can do anything about it as much as I try to enunciate and like I feel like I still don't put ing properly at the end of words as much as I should. It's I in apostrophe. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. That other thing, I don't know what that is. What are you guys doing now? We're recording right now. <laughs> yeah. It's just, I, I try very hard to not sound that way. So when you guys all get in a room together and you're doing your, oh shit, he's going to get me, you know. <laughs> the the minute I hear somebody else drop like a hard Southern accent, I, I lose it. That's, that's and where I am And it's always Justin. It's always Justin. 
I would have thought Brian. I mean, Justin, obviously, yes. But. Both of them. No, no, no. But Brian's never changes. He's always <laughs> that way. Justin will be talking and sounding sort of normal. And then all of a sudden, he just drops it on you. And you're like, God damn. <laughs> But yeah, it's, it's but all of us when we're we're all on, we should figure out a way to record that sometime because people would think that's hilarious. They would. It it's just a bunch of well, then they're <laughs> motherfuckers. <laughs> but the minute the minute like someone someone like Justin slips into that, th- now I'm there too. This guy, yeah, like speaking in tongues. He has busted off and stuff before. I'm like, goddamn, was that English? <laughs> Exactly. When did Boomhauer get here? <laughs> right. Oh I'm just gosh. as bad, though. Oh, I'm just you are. You are. I, I was actually, again, talking about this at work because I, I live there now. Um, I was talking about how I am constantly having to correct you because I cringe at the way that you say certain words. Honey, say orange. For orange. orange. <laughs> no. It's orange. It's orange. 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 A-R-N-G-E, orange. Orange. Say inch. 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 Say pinch. 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 No, it's pinch. 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 I'm about to pinch you. We'll pinch your head off. <laughs> and I cringe every time you do that. I'm like, oh my God, You know what honey, kills me is, it, English. is that you are from here. This should be normal. I've never met someone in Texas who didn't say it that way. Oh my gosh. I'll just, I'll just tell you. Uh, my best friend for most of my childhood, starting from middle school on to graduation, was from Indiana. And I've always heard that the more you spend time with somebody, the more you start to take on their mannerisms and talk like they do. Which is fair, because if you put Aiden in a room with his friend, like Alex, for example... They say it sounds like there's just two of Aiden in one room. They laugh exactly the same. They talk exactly the same. Their mannerisms are the same. And I was like, holy shit, this is freaking me out. Like, this is some serious Twilight Zone shit right now. But this guy that my mom was married to for a huge chunk of my childhood used to get on to me all the time. And I mean, he was a straight dick about it. He would tell me that I sounded like a Yankee and I needed to stop talking like that. And I never understood what was wrong with me not sounding Southern. Like there was something inherently wrong with trying to, I mean, no offense, trying to sound like I took an English class. Well, you know, them dang Northerners. I just always thought that was such an assholeish thing. Yeah, that's it is. It, it doesn't. It doesn't matter. No, it, it doesn't. doesn't it doesn't matter at all. I don't. I don't try to hide it. There's I'm, nothing. I'm wrong. from here. There's I'm, nothing wrong with sounding like you have all your teeth in your head. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> no, it's just. It's just a thing. You know what? If you're from the South, you, you have an accent. It. It. It just happens, and yeah. you don't. Yeah. You don't do it on purpose. Um, if you don't, if you try like I do to not sound that way, fine. But if you want to just, you know, embrace that part of yourself, that's fine too. Who cares? Just be prepared if you go like two or three states over. You're not going to understand a word they say, and they're not going to understand a word you say. So I went to New York City. New York (laughs) City. You've told this story. Yeah. And everywhere we went, they were like, you're from Texas, aren't you? Yeah. And they talk too fast up there. Like everybody, everybody talks too fast outside of the South. I don't know why they're in such a hurry. (laughs) (laughs) And then, and when you're talking, they're looking at you like, would you just spit it out already? Right. (laughs) I think our vocal cords are just laced with molasses. I don't know. Naturally. 
I don't know. It's weird. I I just I gave up on trying to to cover it up or get rid of it because it doesn't matter. The worst part is when you are trying to like actively change that, and then something happens and you slip, and everybody looks at you like, oh, what was that? What'd you just <laughs> right. do there? Was that the real you? Did the mask slip? <laughs> and I think I think if you put alcohol in anybody. That's always going to come to the forefront too. Oh Jesus! Talk about Boomhauer. <laughs> and and okay, but that's always funny because Alex does that, where he tries because Evan and Tyler struggle to understand Southern accents. So me and him will both try to like, yeah, you know, we're talking normally, but I really think that they're just not doing things right there. <laughs> And then something like that will slip, and then either Alex or Tyler cocks an eyebrow, like, what was that word you just said? What what just came out of your mouth? What was, was it that? Lala commented one time, said my cowboy was showing? Yeah. <laughs> it's like, was that think or thank? Why, why are you looking in my window? <laughs> <laughs> no, she just said you sounded like a cowboy. <laughs> Which is, I don't, I don't know, if you just, if you look at Travis... That's the furthest thing from your mind, you know, because he's usually wearing some kind of pop culture related t-shirt, some nerdy t-shirt or a Hawaiian shirt. Like there's just nothing cowboy about Travis at all. No, no. I don't own cowboy boots. I don't own a cowboy hat. And he doesn't own a pair of Stranglers. I, I don't. God, I don't know why anybody does. The crotch binders. <laughs> Like those those pants were made for someone that's been gelded. <laughs> <laughs> but at the same time, I, I was having a conversation with another coworker the other night. I, I feel like I keep saying that. I apologize about my uh, Spanish heritage and how here lately, more often than not, I find myself having to speak Spanish in order to be in certain situations where mm. I need that. And so I tend to enunciate those words the way they're supposed to be enunciated also. And the looks I get are weird. Like, I'll never forget the one time London and I were in a restaurant and I ordered in Spanish. And she looked at me like, whoa, where the hell did that come from? I've never heard you speak in that much Spanish before. And I told her, well, I, I know it. I just... I don't have to use it. So for the <laughs> longest time, I didn't think you actually knew Spanish because uh -huh. you never would speak Spanish in front of me. Uh -huh. Like even when you would talk to your granny, I, I think probably what you were speaking in English until I went to another room and then you just start speaking Spanish. <laughs> you should have done, you should have done that a long time ago. Like you should have started. We'd have more kids if you spoke Spanish. It would be like a Gomez and Morticia Adams. I was going to oh, say, Lord. I can think of when you want me to speak Spanish and you just keep dreaming, pal. <laughs> I know. I know. We went to that same restaurant and had the same waitress and you ordered in Spanish and I was like, where the fuck did that come from? <laughs> like you just had an entire conversation with her. Yeah. It's, I always, I always tell people and I did tell this lady, like, I know enough to get me by in situations. So. ¿Dónde es la baño? That's all I know. <laughs> Where's the bathroom? <laughs> What happened to my name is Aiden? <laughs> Me llamo es Aiden. Okay, now you're just being offensive. So <laughs> I'm speaking like the, a southerner. The one that I've learned because of my job is ferma aquí, por favor. And they're like, sign here, please. <laughs> yeah. 
it's usually I'm, I'm i'm trying to get better about it but it's usually you know going in and telling a patient my name is ashley i'm from the lab i'm here to draw your blood can i have your name date of birth you know i'm not i'm not great at it but i can i can convey enough that the person knows what i'm trying to tell them and the one universal word is blood <laughs> and usually they go blood yeah <laughs> i'm here to get your blood so <laughs> but anyway yeah. I don't know. Is it weird how when you when you attempt to speak a different language, your voice changes, like even pitch? I've noticed on mine, mine goes up a little bit. I don't know if it's because of the way the words are shaped or what. Like you, like you have a change in like the lilt or something? Something. Like when I'm trying to speak Spanish and use appropriate uh, enunciation, I guess, uh-huh. I sound different. Anytime I... D- Anytime I do something like that, I've noticed I emulate a lot. Because in my brain, I go, if anyone is going to say the words correctly, it's going to be people that I've heard say it before. And so I tend to say it a lot like they did. Yeah, you try to mimic the uh, intonation and and whatever of a native speaker. Yeah, or maybe I say it a bit. So you don't sound quite so ridiculous when you're stumbling through it and telling them the cheese is old and moldy. Yeah. (laughs) Or maybe I like like I I say it a bit sharper, a bit faster, or maybe I slow it down a bit more because of how I've heard other people say it. Yeah, I I will say that I don't speak it as fast as a native speaker because if the difference between like say me speaking Spanish and my mother speaking Spanish are completely different because I will sit and listen to my mom talk to people in Spanish and I'm just sitting there going god damn i suck at this (laughs) like i wish i was better so i've heard your mom speak spanish on multiple occasions too when she's on the phone and usually it's she picks up the phone bueno okay you you better stop you don't (laughs) like all i hear is that side of the conversation pretty much <laughs> i was gonna say i am within you know exactly what i'm, I'm talking within about. chancla distance of you <laughs> well see and if i made that joke you'd get mad <laughs> yes i would <laughs> so i think that this particular conversation kind of can segue perfectly into one of the first questions yeah. we've gotten speaking today. of people sounding stupid <laughs> <laughs> as i am apt to do we're talking about the congressional TikTok hearings. Yes. Should I should I read yeah, should I read, read the, the question. question specifically first? Yes, please. Okay. Our good- yes or no. <laughs> I see what you did there. Yes or no. Okay. Kent asked us. Have you been watching the congressional TikTok hearings? If yes, do you think this is the most we'll be embarrassed internationally as Americans, or can it get worse? The CEO of TikTok had to explain to multiple Congress people that he's not Chinese and is from Singapore. That's not even the worst of it. And he went on to explain it a little bit more to me because... Every time somebody, I have a running joke, every time somebody asks me about a story on the news or ask if I watch the news, I always say, I hate that fucking show. (laughs) So I I actually, honestly, I had to research this because I try to stay away from politics. It gives me a fucking headache. So I hate the fact (laughs) that we advertise our ignorance like worldwide, Mm -hmm. especially the ignorance of our government. It's just, it's depressing. I don't like the news. <laughs> I, I think I think the news is why a lot of people seem to think Americans are stupid. Right. Because that, that's a trend on places where you see a lot of people internationally, like Reddit or Discord, 
where so like you can say something intelligent and people will be like oh you must not be from america then like they just assume we're stupid because we are stupid demonstrably on <laughs> on like international television so okay so here's the thing from what little bit i've seen of the tiktok hearings it's so for one the committee seems to not be people who actually know anything technical about the industry. Well, They're probably not. users of social media platforms. And so that is the extent of their knowledge is as a user. And then before the hearing, they probably got with somebody who knew what they were talking about, who probably should have been the person that was actually asking questions, what they should ask about. And then they didn't probably fully understand the answer that they received. And so they asked stupid questions when they got up there because there were several questions that they asked that you could kind of see where they were trying to go with it, but they didn't know how to ask the question. Hey, whenever I use my Wi-Fi to uh, like watch something, does it have to access my Wi-Fi? Yeah. <laughs> when I'm looking at Pornhub on Wi-Fi, can other people see that I'm watching Pornhub? And those, those were kind of the questions that it seemed like they got. And the worst part is they wouldn't let the guy answer the questions. Yeah. Um, and that the, the lady, she's from Florida, <laughs> that lady from Florida, <laughs> I don't know her name, but it was yes a video, no it was like a, the video that I clipped that I saw, it was like a, a rendering of a semi-automatic pistol cycling. Yeah. And she took that as a threat. Like, did I, did I miss something? She has, she has completely missed, of course, because she's a user, an older user at that, a absolutely mindless trend of the, of those like diagrams and stuff where it's showing how a gun works or something played over music with some absolute brain rot. Um, what's the word I'm thinking of where it's, it's the, like the thing that describes the picture. Yeah. Well, I've seen stuff like that before, like that shows how an engine works. And so you get like a semi transparent model that shows the pistons moving yeah. up and down inside the cylinders and that's it it's just a graphic to show you how something yeah. operates but but they're always they're always captioned with that's what i'm looking for caption they're always captioned with something stupid like a thing of an engine and then it's something like me when arizona tea goes from a dollar to a dollar and one cent and it's just mind-boggling it's again complete brain rot and that's why it's hilarious to me yeah, well, she took it very personally, and maybe I missed something on the video's description or whatever that targeted her specifically, but she was taking that as a threat. I don't know. Um, and the whole thing about, is your personal information out there? Yes, it's been out there since MySpace. Yeah, I was going to say, it's been out there if, for a long time. If in the beginning... Where have you guys been? <laughs> in the beginning, when Bill Gates created the internet, I don't know, um, and there was no life upon it. Anyway, sorry. Uh, your personal information has been out there. Like in the, like it, even in the, on the front side of this, when you logged into the internet, your IP address was there. They actively asked It you. was there. Yeah. But they actively ask you, Hey, are you okay with us collecting your information? And I don't think any of us read that. We just hit yes, because the, the it'll be fine. They won't violate that's, our rights or anything. And that's how you get the human scent pad. <laughs> yep. <laughs> well, it's just. We're going to we're going to go into a few of these themes today, especially with another question that we got asked. But I think the thing that bothers me the most about America as a country is the sheer amount of things that we're afraid of. We're afraid of everything, it seems yeah. like. Like you were just talking about that. I can recall the many times that I have been in a store with someone and they said, hey, uh, can we have your phone number so that maybe we can text you promotional offers or send you coupons? And the first 
question is, why do you need my phone number? And I always look at that person like, are you fucking serious right now? They just told you. To send you promotions and deals. What else do you think they're going to do with your phone number? So I was in in retail for a long time. And every store that I worked in, we sold firearms. And I actually had an old man ask me one time. I was like, all right. Because he, he filled out the form. We were still doing them on paper. I was like, I need you to put down your driver's license number. And he was like, why do you need my driver's license <laughs> oh number? God. Why do you need to buy a fucking gun? Like, <laughs> like if you want to buy this gun, I have to do a background check. And in order to do that, I have to have your information. Right. So if you don't want to give me your information, then you don't want to buy a gun, jackass. Oh, it's just <laughs> like, oh, and here's the deal. It's already out there. That's the thing that people don't understand. All your shit is out there. It is. I mean, and this, this hearing seemed to be like really paranoid about China. Yes. They're so scared of China. Yes. And I get it. There's some bad blood there. I understand. China was like the buzzword. But do of they that. really think that they're going to actively <sighs> listen and monitor every American citizen? Because let me tell you, they already tried that with the Patriot Act. Like, they put the thing in, and then they tried to do it, and immediately found out there's way too much information there for them to get anything useful out of it. And 90% of it is stupid, mindless shit. I was going to say, let's be honest here. <laughs> We're not interesting. We... You motherfucker, watching Pornhub, or online shopping, or gossiping about what Becky Sue did in the break room this evening... We are not interesting people. Nobody gives a fuck what you're doing online. Right. They don't. Right. And if they were really worried about monitoring everything for public and international safety, there probably wouldn't be tutorials online of how to make Molotovs and thermites. So they don't really care. They regulated it because it made them feel better to regulate it. They talk about it because their constituents want them to talk about it and get up on TV and make an idiot out of themselves and ask stupid questions and then not let a guy who who's clearly smarter than everyone else in that room. Right. I just want to point that out. The CEO of TikTok is smarter than anyone that asked him a question. He is smarter than any four people who asked him a question put together. And he was so patient. Jesus. I, I, would, <laughs> I would have just run around the room slapping the shit out of him. <laughs> I, like you're a moron. Well, I was saying my my worst part about it is that they were stupid, and uh, this is something I say pretty often. I can handle ignorance, and I can handle um stubbornness. Those are fine. I cannot handle stubborn ignorance because that's stupidity, willful ignorance. Yes. yes. Okay, but these people they they were born in this hole, they <laughs> die in this hole. They are just, just like on Ice Age, and they weren't educated, and they would not allow him to answer. They wouldn't they were ignorant and they did not want the education that he was willing to provide through his answer. And yeah, and my worst part about it is they are Congress. If they really they really were a congressional cared, committee. Either way. They they if if they really cared, they could have gotten the, the education. Well, well so. at one point they were like, "What about the children?" and he was like, "Listen, I have children. I don't no. Yes or no? <laughs> what about the children? I don't care if you have children, motherfucker." Yeah. Well, they weren't even they weren't even asking a relevant question. And the the one lady who was asking him, "Do you agree with that China uses whatever to persecute this group of people?" And he would try to answer, and she'd be like, "Do you agree?" <laughs> and then he was like, "I'm here to talk about TikTok." <laughs> yeah, exactly. And she's like, "No, do you agree?" Well, I see you're unwilling to answer this question. I'm like, and the, lady, the that's worst... not even what this hearing's about. Did you do the reading? And the worst part is, even like in a way, he couldn't even say yes. Because, like, well, like they were saying, some of his company is actively Chinese-owned. He'd probably lose a pretty big chunk, hey, at least, of viewership. Hey, you want to know a secret? Hmm. A whole bunch of the United States is actively Chinese-owned. That's that's fair. But my, my point I mean, being is that 
Like, they could have made TikTok disappear from a public domain because he said something. Like, well, I don't understand. Why are they focusing on TikTok? Did I, I miss that part? Why are they focusing on it? Because it's owned by like, the Chinese. Facebook is out there. I have a feeling it has to do with their children and grandchildren probably on their phones all the time looking at them, their TikToks. TikToks, excuse you. Yeah. And getting completely offended that children are not going outside anymore and pulling wings off bugs. You know, God damn it, they need to be off them phones. Why aren't you feeling, outside torturing small animals? I have God a feeling it. this is where it starts. That's that's the seeds of this thing. Children are on their, on their phones all the time. And then it turns into, how do we get the children off I, the phones? I don't think that's it. I honestly think it's everything. newfangled shit. It is everything to do with China. That's what I'm just I think. saying that I can see okay, where I it would have started because of that. Well, what are they looking at? What does this thing do? What is it about? And then needing to find a reason why it's dangerous. Yeah. I think much like most big stupid things that happen in our government, it's a mix of ignorance and xenophobia or phobia as a whole. Okay. So, so kind of to get back and answer the question, is this the most embarrassed we've ever been as a country? I'm going to vote for no. Because I don't, no. I don't think that everyone in the world's watching it. I mean, it's getting a shit ton of views on YouTube, but I think a lot of people listen to they listen to maybe the first person answer that question, and then they go, "These guys are idiots," and they move on to something else. Um, I feel like probably about eight years ago we did something that's way more embarrassing. But anyway, <laughs> um, moving on. <laughs> I, I feel like, like even people in Germany were like, they did what? <laughs> <laughs> you elected who? God almighty. Anyway, um, is it the worst we can embarrass ourselves? Absolutely not. Oh, no, we no. We will find is, a way. There is no fucking bottom to this barrel. Thank you very much. No. The limit does not exist. The Marianas Trench is not as deep as we can go in terms of embarrassing ourselves as a country. And that's because we take the dumbest people we can find and put them on television. And I want you to remember as a voter, the next time they come up with midterms or whatever, where we elect our representatives, these people that you're watching on TikTok right now, and you're like, man, these people are idiots. They're making decisions. Decisions for you every day. Every they day. make decisions for you. Do you want these people making decisions for you? Speaking of these people making decisions for you, that leads us sort of to our next question. Our, our next question and kind of our next two topics, I guess. Well, not two topics because technically we're still on. It'll lead us to the next topic. <laughs> we will go from A to B to C in we, a mostly just, straight line. Yeah, we will just kind of meander there. But our next question comes to us from Lala, and she asks or says, being a part of the LGBTQIA plus community, I've been struggling mentally and emotionally lately with the news over bills against trans rights, trans youth, and drag queens. What are y'all's thoughts or fears that go with the idea or thoughts that our Texas queer community may eventually have to go back into hiding or move? I say nobody needs to fucking hide or move. That's what I say, first and foremost. I don't think there should ever be a reason why they would need to. Fight and fight loud. Uh, yeah. I don't, I don't change. think that they should ever be put in a position where they feel like they have to do any of those things. I mean, so, all right, I got my soapbox out. Are you ready? Oh, God. This is not our government trying to regulate or push something because it is legitimately wrong, right? Or because it even hurts anyone. This is part of a religious agenda. Yes. Absolutely. That's what this is. This is, we were a country founded on the on the idea of religious freedom. We were fleeing religious, religious persecution. And then at some point, do I say it? Can I say it? Go ahead. Okay. The Christians jumped up and said, you know what that thing those Catholics did that we ran from? Let's do that. Let's push our beliefs on everyone else. What's, what's the line, Dad? You either die a hero or live long enough to become the villain? Yeah. 
just kind of what we did. Yeah. So that's that's what this is. They think it's wrong. There's a group of people in the government that feel that that is a wrong thing to do. And so they are actively trying to suppress it and stomp it out. But they have no right to do that. And so I disagree firmly with anything, any kind of legislation that determines you being able to do what makes you happy. Somebody actually told me one. Now, as long as it's not eating your neighbor, if eating your neighbor (laughs) is what makes you happy, I'm sorry, we're going to have to write that one out. But I got told early on when this years and years ago, uh, when the the idea of gay marriage came up and they were like, well, are you okay with that? And I said, no. And they were like, well, it it violates the sanctity of marriage. I got news for you, honey. Straight people have been violating the sanctity of marriage since marriage was invented. Right. So that is not what you can base your argument on with me. I just, they haven't, they don't have any right to regulate that. There's, there's enough misery in this world. So if you get people that find each other, regardless of what gender they are, and it makes them happy, just let them be fucking happy. As long as you're not hurting your neighbor, like don't eat, don't eat people. (laughs) So it's not even just, it's not even just trans rights or gay rights. We've, we've been, we've been having an awful time in recent years with women's rights, you know, other, they're, they're specifically targeting all these things that I don't like this. I don't like this. And like here here's the thing that i was i was saying off mic earlier this whole thing about these christian i'm using air quotes christian values is based on what is morally right and morally wrong according to their religion yes but when by the time it gets to where it's at it is it's no longer moral judging somebody based on their sexual preference, the color of their skin, what gender they are is morally wrong. And it shouldn't matter what a man made. Yes, I'm going to say it, a man made book tells you. I think that there probably was a base for an idea long, long ago about how to be kind and love each other. And it has gotten so fucking warped over the years that... Well, the point they miss (laughs) when when they're trying to beat people into submission with their Bibles is that... Jesus hung out with Christmas, Christian, no, yeah, God damn, I can't talk. He didn't hang out with Christians. Actually, no, he didn't. He didn't hang out with Christians. He hung out with criminals and prostitutes. Like those were his people yep. that he hung out with. Those were the people he talked to, the people that followed him. He didn't judge, right? And I think the ones that are wanting to do all this, they missed that part. Maybe that wasn't part of their reading. I don't know. At any rate, it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. I feel like a lot of that, that's that's an individual choice. It's not something the government should ever have the ability to regulate. It's kind of like uh, we, I saw a thing, and it was about hormone therapies and stuff like that for uh, like reassignment for kids. Mm-hmm. And there, uh, was it Kentucky? Florida. Try, Kentucky, and, Florida. And trying to ban that. Yeah. So do I feel that there is an age that is too young for a child to be able to make that decision? Yeah. Because kids change their mind on stuff all the time. Maybe you would say this is not something they'll ever, 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 ever change their mind on. Okay. I feel that there is a limit to how young those choices need to be made. However, it is not the government's place to tell you whether you can or not. That is a conversation to take place between the child and the parents and a medical provider. And the state of Kentucky and the state of Florida need to fuck right off out of it because it is not their decision. It is not their child. It's not their life. And there's a good portion of those that are actively reversible so that if someone does decide this isn't what I want anymore, they can change that. There, right. there is scientific but, proof leaning to 
you know, because the big problem here is puberty, puberty. They will, there are the drugs, most of, or I don't know, I don't know, I haven't done enough research on this, but I did hear a doctor say that with these drugs, they are reversible. They can go right back into their schedule programmed well, there, puberty. And there are, from what I understand, there are drugs out there that can trigger puberty because, I mean, you're, there are boys that it just doesn't happen when it's supposed to happen. So there's there's medication out there to make it happen. I mean, I don't know. Again, it's that it's not there should never be legislation that governs that. No. I don't think other than the only the only legislation I would think of that should do it is that there should be something that says that whatever drugs they're going to use, whatever they are, that they have to be tested and be safe to yep. ensure the safety yep. of the people. But it should never govern their choice. It should be something yeah. that is regulated by the FDA for safety standards yes. and nothing else. There should be safety standards in I, place. Agreed. Yeah, I think that you hit the nail on the head, though, that that is a conversation that happens between a parent, child, and a doctor. It has nothing to do with our government. God damn it. There is supposed to be a separation between church and state. They're supposed to be. Well, here lately, the church is the state. And, okay, but my thing is, is that at, at its core, this also technically violates at its base what our First Amendment was supposed to be. The right to self-expression. It's not what it is verbatim, because it's what, um, assembly, uh, speech, petition, um, I can't remember what the other two are. Yeah, don't give me Press, It's been a long time. Whatever. Either way. That, but that was what it was supposed to protect, was our right to express ourselves. And that is, in a big part, what all of that is. Is a person expressing themselves in a way they feel is right and makes them comfortable. Which should be something protected by our government. Because it is a right that is owed to the people to have that just, I guess, given to them. Would you say it's a certain inalienable right? Protected by our Lord and Savior? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Just as somebody, it's two people who are the parents of two girls and the parents of two children who are in the queer community and myself included identifying as bisexual. I am so lucky and and I think whoever, whoever is the higher power, if should one exist, that I married someone who has been an advocate, not just for me, but our kids and whenever I, I remember, because I believe London was first one to come out, and I remember Travis getting asked, you know, well, how do you feel about that? How do you feel about the fact that London is gay and this this is wrong? And he said, that's still my little girl. And I had never been more proud of you than I was in that moment. Yeah. Just to, yeah, just to throw that, that out there. That's my daughter. Nothing will ever change that. No, no choice that she makes. The, any None of it. She'll always be my little girl. Right. So, I mean, if that's what makes her happy, great. And I'd rather her be happy than be miserable. And loved. I mean, you know, Jesus. I've always said, as long as the person you're with treats you right and makes you happy, that's all I care about. Yeah. You know, but... I'd rather I her be don't... with another woman than be with some dude that beats her. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> yeah. I just, I don't, I don't know. It's... I don't want to live in a world where our bodies are governed by people who have no right to tell us what to do with their bodies or tell my son and my daughter who they can and can't love. It's 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 not up to them. It shouldn't be up to them. Yeah, and for like a big section of it, unless it is something that actively affects you, why do you care who someone's knocking boots with? That's none of your business. Like that's just that's not and something I'm, you should worry about. I would about. like to point out that a lot of our lawmakers uh, think that 
and who they're knocking boots is none of our business, and that's the reason they pay off their prostitutes. Ooh, yeah, <laughs> yep, 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 that's yep. the reason they give their mistresses so much money is because we don't want they don't want us to know who they're knocking boots with because that's none of our business. Yeah, I have you know, admittedly, you know, because Travis and I being raised in the South and being raised with a certain code, I guess you'd call it. We have had to listen to all the rhetoric and the spiel and everything that we can go with. And I always say I'm not a perfect parent. I just do the best that I can with with what I've been given. And one of the most beautiful things Aiden told me when he came out as pansexual was, Mom, I just love the person for the person. I don't see gender. I don't see anything. He's like, I just see the person and I love the person based on who they are. Hi, that's me. (laughs) I don't know. My opinion hasn't changed. I just want want us to be able to respect and treat each other well. That's the biggest thing to me in a relationship. So like, I just, I don't know. I don't really care what other people say. I like that's that's becoming a big thing for me. I just go ahead. Say what you want. I don't this is me. This is what I am. Pass whatever laws you want. It ain't gonna stop me. You wanna arrest me? Kill me? Alright, I'll be a martyr. <laughs> Oops. I just to to answer Lala's question, I am afraid. I am very afraid of where things are headed. Do I think that we need to run and hide? No, not in the slightest. Fight and fight loud. It's the only way things change. I agree. Yeah, I think the way we do that. God damn, when did this become a political thing? <laughs> I, think the way, I think the way people fix that is you show up and vote these assholes out of office. Pretty much. Like, all right, Ash, <laughs> you can, you're going to tell me to edit this? And I'm not going to. Fuck Ted Cruz. That asshole's got to go. He's got to go. <laughs> like, And I'm 90% he's, sure he's just a he's, closet He's not just man. an idiot. He's a dangerous idiot. Yeah. And he's from Texas. And that's just embarrassing. And I think that we can and add Abbott are, to that list while we're the, going. Abbott, he can just, he can roll along with him. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I don't know. We can do better. We got to do better. I agree. Same. And kind of uh, that that's a good way to segue into what I felt like the topic should be this month because uh, I, I've been, ugh, can't talk. I've been saying that, you know, if we don't get questions from any listeners that we'll provide our own topic for discussion. And we were lucky enough that we got to do both this month. So Lala's question was part of a series of questions we got about mental health. And this came up to me because something we didn't mention in the beginning of the episode we finally got around to watching everything everywhere all at once the a few days ago god damn it it as far as i'm concerned it earned every one of the seven oscars it got i cried i mean to me like i can't believe i'm I'm about to say this as much as i have been saying a b and c are my favorite movies of all time this may have just taken the spot for my favorite movie of all time it's definitely one of the best movies i've seen in a long it's been a long time. I'm gonna say ever because I have always said that in order for me to love a film it has to affect me pretty much on a cellular level and this one did I mean it had everything I laughed I got I cried I mean it just I was completely enthralled and sucked up into this universe as someone who is constantly disappointed by the just absolute sea of inane, low-quality bullshit as far as media goes, including, like, um, 
well, like video games and movies, it was wildly different. I appreciated it not just because of the actual work that went into it, but also just for its quality. Like, it Mm -hmm. was amazing. Yeah, if I hear a movie is up for Best Picture or, you know, all these films got nominated, the first thing I think of is, oh, it's boring, I'm going to skip it. Yep, and that's I exactly couldn't, what I think. I could not have been more pleasantly surprised and openly admit that I am I was wrong. You know what I like? I like the fact that they finally recognized quality film in the uh, sci-fi genre right. yeah. to win that many Oscars. Yeah. I mean, what, a- Alien probably was the last one to oh, no, knock down I, anything? I mean... I, w- I would say in terms of fantasy, the last time I got happy about something was Lord of the Rings, so... Yeah, yeah, but... Now this movie, it was it's great. It's a great film, and if you haven't seen it, you you gotta go watch it. Um, it deals with a lot, and I don't know, sort of the, the premise of the story and some of the it's 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 funny and it'll break your heart at the same time. I don't yes. know how to describe this this movie really, um, except that it's what did it for me was the performances. I feel like story wise, like jumping through different universes, the whole multiverse con they did multiverse better than Marvel did. <laughs> yeah, no shit. I mean big time. And that's a big one to throw down. They did it so much better than Marvel did. Mm-hmm. Um I feel like the story you've kind of seen the story before. For that matter, uh Red, that uh, Disney cartoon kind of handles the whole mother daughter relationship thing. Mm-hmm. Um don't want to give a bunch of spoilers on this, but it really was the performances. Short round. That's not his name. It was. Don't look at me like that. That was his name in the Indiana Jones movies. Okay, that was his name. Um, it's key something. I don't. I'm not going to butcher his name up. Anyway, he did a fantastic job. Yes. Um, the lady that was in Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. I can't. You know I don't do Jesus names. Jesus Christ. You know I don't do names. She was fantastic. Um, Jamie Lee Curtis. I know that one because we do horror movies. See, look at me. Um, that's the most bonkers performance I've ever seen from her. Mm-hmm. She's funny as hell. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was fantastic seeing her in that role. I would, I'd, I'd buy that for a dollar. I'd pay more money to see her do more shit like that. Right. She was hilarious. And, uh, it, but at the same time, there's moments where like you really feel for her character, even though she comes off on the front side is really irredeemable but mm-hmm. by the end of the movie like you feel bad for her right. um the only one that i don't think got an oscar was the the actress that played joy the right. daughter mm-hmm. and she should have absolutely received one too if she did oh, yeah. i could be wrong about that i just didn't see that i don't think she did for her but, but she, she should have all all the main car- cast in this film should have received something I every agree. one of them yeah i mean it and it was just it didn't it covered it there were so many broad strokes of the interpersonal relationships that you couldn't narrow it down to just one relationship because yeah. not only did it deal with uh, mother-daughter dynamic, it also dealt with uh, marriage and... The relationship with your parents. Yes. really. I'm sorry because there's, there's so much that I found myself sympathizing and relating in more than one situation with each and every character. Um, at the end of the day, I, I felt like I identified more with Wang as a character, but at the same time, we had London choking up because there, there was a lot of stuff that the character of Joy that 
she was dealing with that London is herself dealing with. And so she and I both understood that we kind of related in that mother-daughter dynamic too. But also, even though, you know, Travis is a dad, he and London having that same type of relationship. You know, we, again, we're not perfect parents. We, we know that we make mistakes. And so this, we did all sit together and watch this movie as a family. And I think each and every one of us, except for Isabel, uh, took something away with, from it. I think it, it, it left you kind of feeling hopeful hopeful at the end of it it'd be it's so easy especially right now at the state of the world to get drug into that big black bagel <laughs> but here we are and i think at the end of it we all took something away yep so. and it's not often i see a movie that that kind of touches me on a personal level not like that get your mind out of the gutter where did the movie touch you dad? <laughs> not like that <laughs> how did you feel about it aiden It handled so many things that I myself already fought with for a long time very effectively. Most namely, the incredible nihilism mm-hmm. and pessimism mm-hmm. that sort of comes with being an intelligent creature. <laughs> it's just that idea of nothing matters because it's all so big. Right. Like, it, it captured that so effectively. It was just wild to me Mm -hmm. and it like dad it touched me in some places i didn't expect it to right (laughs) didn't ask my permission first (laughs) didn't take me out to dinner (laughs) didn't give me never mind (laughs) so this this got me to thinking about kind of my own personal struggles over the last couple of months um i recently had to reach out to a lot of my friends and apologize because I, so to speak, I went into the bagel there for a little while. Um, I did get caught up just being in a new job and trying to navigate everything that was going along with that. Um, trying to learn a new trade and get better at it. Um, I was getting bullied at work to the point that it affected not only my mental health, but quite literally my physical health. I ended up in the emergency room with an ulcer. Um, I was vomiting every night before work. I lost 15 pounds because of the incredible amount of stress that I was under. And having, sorry, TMI here for a little bit, um, feeling an um, insane amount of pressure of I have to help provide for my family and everything that happens with our family from this point hinges on how successful I am at my job. And it's, that's a lot of pressure to be under. So in all of that happening, I just kind of went into this black hole where I stopped talking to my friends. I kind of got less invested in this show. I wasn't doing my crochet anymore. I just, I just disappeared for a lack of a better word. And I I have managed to kind of get a hold of of myself a little bit better now that one, I am actually really good at my job. Um, And second, I did go see a professional and I am on what I think is the right blend of medications now. So I am able to have control over what I'm feeling and going through, not having that drastic of an effect on my life anymore as it did. I myself am uh, on a nice Kona blend because my only medication (laughs) is coffee. (laughs) 
Anyway, uh, so I told Travis, I said, hey, this is a thing we should do. We we should address, you know, some mental health stuff. And we, I'm sure Travis will agree with me here that, yes, we are just a silly, silly little independent podcast. But we like to think of our friends as our family at this point. And please know that if anybody out there ever needs us, ever needs to talk about anything with us, we have been through it or are currently going through it. And we want to let everybody know that we're absolutely here if you ever need anything. I'm just a silly little man with silly little thoughts. But if you ever need to pick me up, I'm here. (laughs) He's got the dankest memes. (laughs) I have the dankest memes. What's dank mean? Can you not say that? (laughs) I don't know what dank means. I'm too old to use I think that word. It means good. Okay, boomer. the freshest, the sil- the the sickest, the illest. I don't know. <laughs> See, I'm doing it too. I had to. <laughs> Fresh kicks. I'm just throwing out words now. I love lamp. Oh my god. Okay, so our first series of questions on this topic. Uh, and I, I do want to thank Lala for her question that was on that subject. We just felt like it kind of went in mental health and government, which tied into Kent's. It's so. pretty weird. All of our questions sort of flow together. Yes, this month. it was. It worked out perfectly. But uh, our first question from Karima says, have you ever had an, an anxiety attack and how do you deal with it? Oh, uh, God, this is going to sound really mean. Like a normal person. I know. I go. I have a snack. I have a drink. I sit down. I prioritize everything. Like I make myself a mental checklist and just take like a 15 minute break on everything. Human interaction, like stimuli. I just sit, breathe, chill. I don't think there's any normal answer to that. (laughs) (laughs) I know. That's what I said. This is probably going to be kind of mean. But no, and even if it's in like a public space, I'll just leave. Like even even if it's at school, let's go, hey, can I go to the bathroom? And then I'll just go. Like I'm going to chill. I ain't going to listen to what anybody has to say. I'm not going to pick up my phone. I'm just going to like turn on some calm music. Take a minute. Take a walk if I need it. Okay. Honey, I I don't, I... (sighs) You, you're hard to read sometimes. I think that I do, I'm not always aware of when you're having a panic attack. Do you have them in the sense that of kind of what me and Aiden, or the way Aiden and I in London do? Um, I think I've I think it's happened like maybe twice. I remember once at my my previous job. And we had a lot going on. Uh, it was actually during the holidays. And basically everything that day was sort of burning down around me. And there just was not enough people. <laughs> there was not enough me to get it done, to get everything done. And uh, I think I think I had a moment. I didn't really realize what it was at the time. But I also didn't have the luxury of just checking out. So I had to just work through it. <laughs> I probably just got mean for about 30 minutes. <laughs> like, just shut the fuck up and go do it, kind of. Like, I don't, I don't, just go. Um, I don't know. If it happens, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, okay, I don't I'm, get overwhelmed. I'm not the most emotionally self-aware person in the world, so. I don't get overwhelmed <laughs> easily, but I can, I can pretty, I can pretty well tell when one's go, going to hit. Because I feel overwhelmed by everything. And yeah, earbuds in, chill. Yeah. I mean, the closest I get to that is, I guess, there's been a couple of times where there was like just a lot of things happening all at once. And I'm just like, all right, what's first? What's most, what's the most important fucking thing going on right now? That's the thing I'm going to go take out. Yep. And 
Say, I, know I just, I just you, work through them. I know that you tend to get anxious in public. Yeah, I don't, that's not an anxiety attack. I just don't no, no, like no. being in uh, crowded spaces. There's, a, I think there's a difference between anxiety attack and a panic attack. Yeah. So, because like me, for instance, I'm a walking anxiety attack. I tend to be anxious about, well, I think the shorter list is what am I not anxious about. Okay, wait a minute. Are panic attacks and anxiety attacks different? Yeah. Are yes. they not the same thing? No. A panic okay. attack is an anxiety attack on steroids. Yes. Okay. Like, you can be anxious, like I was saying, about like being in public spaces. Because I know that you, when you and I are buying groceries, for instance, the sheer volume of people, especially people who won't get out of the way or taking too long or just completely oblivious to that there's somebody walking by. They are by, not aware that there are other people on the planet. Tend to cause you to have anxiety a little bit to the point where you're like, we need a fucking go. I need to get out is of here. Is that what that is? Yes. Yeah. Yes, that is. I was just like, I'm fucking done with these people. I'm pissed off. Yeah. It's time to leave. Yeah. Um, when your brain can't shut down at night because you're worried about what's going on at work tomorrow or finances or. You know what? Since I changed careers, I don't have that problem anymore. Really? I really don't. You don't? Cause I, I do not lose sleep over work anymore. That's good. I know that sometimes you're still like, oh, I've got a hundred kegs tomorrow and. Yep. But I don't stress stops. it. I don't stress it because like I, I look at it and I go, well, fuck me. And then I go to bed. <laughs> well, that's going to suck. Because you know what? It's still going to be there in the morning. <laughs> not sleeping is not going to improve my situation tomorrow. But Right. Well, I, I, I wish that I was there. I'm not I'm not there yet. Um, I'm better. I'm better at managing my stress. Like I said, uh, unfortunately, I am one of those people that has to be medicated in order to stay level. So um, I had talked to a previous doctor about because I have full-blown panic attacks like passing out from hyperventilating um blacking out the room gets small i can't breathe travis has witnessed multiple of these events um and they can be triggered really easily um i don't i don't like confrontation so something as simple as having an argument with one of my children can send me into full-blown panic attack really you don't like confrontation you don't like (laughs) confrontation huh um so it is unfortunately something that I do deal with a lot. But um, like I said, previous doctor was like, you know, I really don't want to put you on anything. And he was, he was trying to go for a more holistic approach. And I told him, like, I I understand what you're saying, but this is not helping me. And unfortunately, he was like, no, I just, you know, I don't want you getting addicted to anything or abusing anything. So fine, whatever. Fast forward to a few years later, I've talked to a different doctor and I explained to him kind of my history and then, you know, what's been going on with me at work and personally and I told him, I said, look, I have children. I cannot afford to go into these panic attacks because they're debilitating. I cannot function this way. And he finally heard and listened. And I was so thankful for that because I feel like it's helped out tremendously lately. Yeah, I don't. Maybe that's the reason mine never got that bad. I'm not medicated for anything. I'm not saying that I shouldn't be, but I just, I don't know. I've I've never been in a situation where I had the luxury of being like, I'm just going to check out for a minute, you know? Yeah. Anytime, anytime that happened, I still had to be present. Like, like that's what I said. I just, I just had to work through it. Yeah. I, I, I was guess... probably an asshole, like on a world-class level. <laughs> I guess in a big but... way, I just like that. I just learned to cope. 
I, again, medication isn't a thing I do or I guess really can do at the moment. So eh, find a way around it. If I'm having just simple anxiety about something, it's usually just trying to listen to music that will calm me or watch a film that may take me out of it, I guess is usually what I do. So, yeah. all right. Um, so our friend Cedric, which happens to be Karima's husband, also had a question for us. And he said, or asks, with the way things are going in the world right now, do you guys think that the idea of love has changed? Absolutely. Yeah, in yes. a big way. Yeah. I don't I don't necessarily feel that the way it's defined now is what it actually is, at least not what it is to me. So I work in a predominantly male environment, which is weird for me. Uh, my previous job, there were a lot of women worked there. It was a pretty balanced workforce. Um, and then prior to that, I was on my own. I, you know, worked alone most of the time, all the time, actually. That's a whole different, that's, I'll probably have to talk about that in the next few questions. <laughs> but uh, I don't know, I hear these dudes all the time that like, they talk about their wives like, well, if she's not there tomorrow, I'm cool. I'll just move on to something else. Or like, I'm kind of bored. Maybe I need to get something on the side. And I'm like, but you, you've married this person. You should love this person. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah, that's not love. It just seems like people treat other people like they're disposable, even after they're like, I love this person. But if they're not there tomorrow, I'm good. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And I'm not saying that if, you know, if something happened that I would just cease to function, but I mean, it would be a huge gap in my life. You know what I mean? Yeah. I just, I'm not going to wake up tomorrow and be like, yeah, all right, moving forward. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And it, people just don't seem to feel that way anymore. And, you know, you hear like one side of a phone conversation. And I'm like, God damn, I would never talk to Ashley that way. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know. It's weird. And again, I'm just seeing it like from the man side of it, but they just, they don't seem to. They, when they say that, you know, yeah, I love my wife. I'm like, you don't, <laughs> at least not in the way that I define it. Right. Because if you did, you wouldn't act like that. Right. So I don't, but I'm boring. <laughs> I'm a boring guy. I think um, a lot of there's a lot of people out there that don't want to compromise. You know, um, one thing that I find really sad about marriage is that people often define marriage like ownership, I guess. Ew. Just because you're married to someone does not make them your property. You know, you you have to both be individuals in your marriage. You have to allow your partner to have an identity of their own outside of you, you know? Um, I, and I think that that comes with us as a society and the attention-seeking thing that, <laughs> that we have become with you, uh, needing to post every single thing that we do in our lives, that constant need for attention and gratification that too many people now are like, this is mine. You know, they get... A, like, I'm so, so thankful to Travis that he has allowed me to be friends with so many people in so many different walks of life. I'd, I don't know where we would be if he didn't allow me that room to be my own person, you know, because we have seen certain examples of people who, as soon as they're with somebody, they take on that person's entire identity, you know? this the basis of this whole show started because Travis didn't like didn't like horror films now he's he's coming around to him now but he didn't I never held that against him I'm not a gamer you know I don't hold that against him there, there's a bevy of things uh, Travis and I on surface level have nothing in common in, in 
any way. We have similarities and things, but we don't have anything in common. And I think because of that, we've made it work. We balance each other out. And I think to add to what Travis was saying, I think that's why if something ever happened to one of us, there would be a huge gap because we're two halves to a whole, you know? We we each bring what the other person lacks and balance each other out that way. Yeah. Yeah. But we're willing to compromise with each other, too. And that's that's another thing that I just don't see. And the, again, this is just I'm talking about guys that I work with bitching about their wives all the time. I'm like, why, why are you bitching about your wife all the time? <laughs> like, right. I don't go to work and complain about you. Right. Um, but they they're completely unwilling to compromise. And that I don't understand that either. Um, there's a lot of them that they're just like, yeah, I'm going to go to the bar and I'm going to go hang out. And I'm going to go do whatever. Like, that's that's cool. That's fine. But, you know, if you I'm have an agreement and from I've both parties, kids and I would. And because they ask me they, every every Friday, they're like, hey, man, we're going to go meet at Hooters. I hope none of them listen to this show. <laughs> I'm like, I don't have a problem with any of the guys that I work with, but if I have to choose between going and hanging out with them and going home and seeing my family, I'm going to go see my family. And it's not personal, but I like you guys more. (laughs) Right. We like you too. But by the same token, you know, I feel like if one of my coworkers was like, hey, we're going to have a party for this person or we're going to go out to dinner this night. Because I have been in those situations before where like, I was like, hey, I'm going to go out to dinner with Marion Rose tonight. Is that cool? You and Aiden can hang out, play video games or whatever. And you're like, yeah, we're cool. We got it. Go have fun. And you, you've you never been the type that texts me every few minutes saying, what are you doing right now? What are you doing right now? How much are you having to drink? When are you going to be home? You've never been that guy ever. And I think that that's, that's great because whereas a person may want to be home with their family all the time, you may have the other person that wants to get out a little bit and experience the world and socialize. And that, that, that harkens back to compromise, I guess. But there's too many people that have the notion in their head, too, that once you're married, that should be it. Divorce is never an option. And so with that logic, there's too many people that stay in loveless marriages now, too. So I'm a big believer in do what makes you happy. You have to be happy in your in your marriage. <laughs> I can't talk anymore. But there's too many people that like Travis was saying, don't take the sanctity seriously and just jump into it, you know, whether it's out of convenience or loneliness. And for that reason, they end up divorced or not knowing the person as well as they should. Yeah, I I don't know. I, yes and no, I, I think. <laughs> I don't know where to go with that. Um, yeah, I do what makes you happy. I do feel like people jump into marriage too early sometimes. This wasn't a marriage question, but... Um, I feel like a lot of people get married and they think it's going to be really easy and not understand that it it's it's a lot of work. Like you mm-hmm. have to work to make a marriage. Well, that's go. what I meant. That's that's the love and part of it. That and that's where the love part of it yes. comes in. And that's where I think that love has really changed uh, from what it used to be is because people are no longer willing to put in the work. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it's something you do for that other person, and you have to love that other person in order to want to do that, to want to work at it, and want to compromise. Um, and you got to, I mean, this is going to sound bad. You got to be willing to give up a part of yourself for them. And they have to be willing to give up a part of themselves for you, in my opinion. Do you know what I mean? Because being married, we've been together for 20 years and it changes who you are mm-hmm. over time. Um, and I don't think it's it's a negative thing. 
necessarily. I'm a better man now than I absolutely was when we got together. Um, and that's that's you and loving me enough to stick around so that I could grow up. Same. You know. Vice versa, yeah. But people are just not willing to do that anymore. They treat it like it's disposable. I agree. And by extension, people are disposable. So, And when you love somebody, they're absolutely not disposable. Yeah. I agree. Let, let's hear from the little... little heart in the room it's here from the rookie <laughs> I, I don't i don't know it has changed in a big part but i think in one way in the good way that's because we've really distanced ourselves from norms where now it's not necessary at least in some places it's not wrong to love someone of the same gender it's not wrong to like well yeah, like that like it's not wrong to have a relationship that does not match the norm And while I feel like the definition of love has changed, like Dad was saying, in a way that's really not great at all, um, it's, there's not, it's not all bad. Like, we didn't have, at least not in, like, Mom's or Dad's, like, teenage years, we didn't have really long-distance relationships like we do now that worked. But also back then it wasn't like you could spend three hours on the phone with them because, you know, stuff like that was really expensive and it was... You mean on a landline? (laughs) I mean, like, even when when you got, like, a phone bill, like, that was, for you guys, that was expensive. Nah, if it was a local call, it was free. (laughs) Uh-huh. It was long distance you had to pay for. And, yeah, the, and those, that was my point. And those fucking 900 numbers. <laughs> I was going to say, and 900 numbers. <laughs> That's a different kind of love. <laughs> but point being now, there's people who are even states across that can still be in a relationship. So it's, it's changed like that in a big way. But also, I completely agree with your guys' definition of love, at least for the most part. I don't think you have to be married to love someone. Well, no, like, no, we're not yeah. saying no, that. That's not that's not what I'm saying at all. You could be just, just together with someone. Yeah. And if you love them, you will be willing to do those. Well, we lived together and dated three years, three years before we got married. Uh-huh. And, it, and nothing really changed after we got married other no. than that we were both wearing rings. Yeah. But I don't, I guess, sorry, hold on, pause. But like they were saying, love is compromise. It's not always pretty. It's not... Love is rough. I I myself, with my current significant other, anytime she has an anxiety attack or has a bad day, even if I'm busy, I'm always there. But she does the same for me. Anytime she's busy, if I'm like, hey, I need to talk. I've had a really fucking rough day. She's always there to take care of me. We've talked about pretty well everything under the sun. We know each other pretty well at this point and it's i don't know it's we have done things actively to make sure that we can still do things that we love while still making sure the other person feels okay or is happy um she doesn't like being alone for long stretches of time so anytime i like game with the guys or something i'll just hop on a call with her so that even if i'm not talking to her she can still hear me hear us game and like i can still talk to her if i want to or need to but i don't know it's <sighs> love is big and complicated and hard and hurts and i'm 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 not i can't explain it as well as those two can so <laughs> okay all right thank you kareem and cedric both for those questions yeah big questions loaded questions can always count on y'all for the big <laughs> questions well i'm afraid that the loaded questions are not quite done yet no. 
Great. Our next series of questions come from Robin. Oh, shit. <laughs> Same topic. What are your favorite ways to de-stress? Hmm. Favorite ways to de-stress? Go to go on a drive, listen to some music, uh, play horribly at video games with the boy, hang out with you and watch a movie. That's probably it. Aiden? When all else fails, there's always scotch. <laughs> um... I like to play, read. Um, if there's ever a point where everything is just too much, 10-minute power nap fixes everything. Hits the little reset button in my brain, and then I'm a happy little guy. <laughs> I usually also immediately chase it with a cup of coffee, but I don't know. I guess I talk to friends. I talk to my significant other. I play video games. I, I just I do whatever I can to take my mind off of whatever is stressing me out. And that usually helps later whenever I have to uh, put things into perspective, con consolidate my thoughts, or sort of make a plan for how to handle it. Okay. How about you? Um, I'm, I'm going to say first and foremost, you, you had a terrific answer with sometimes just going out on a drive and listening to music is so damn therapeutic. Since I'm quiet and a good listener, I get drug on those drives and it's fun. <laughs> Now, to be clear, that is drives in the country, not, yes. not anywhere where there's a lot of traffic, because that right. just adds to the stress. Yeah, 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 absolutely. It's when you hit the back roads. Yes, <laughs> just, yeah, it's, it's, there's something really therapeutic about that. Um, I'm, I'm going to give you all some more personal information here that I'm kind of embarrassed. <laughs> Please don't cringe at me. Sometimes for me, there is nothing better than just crawling into bed, uh, maybe having some snacks and just listening to celebrity gossip, watching documentaries. I, I love to just take, it's almost like taking myself out of my body and getting the tea on somebody else kind of helps me feel better, I guess. That's like a guilty pleasure. It is. It is a guilty pleasure, but it works. It really helps me de-stress. So, uh, next question. Is there anything you like to do together? Wait a minute. Is there anything we like to do together? <laughs> yeah. Which I, I think you pretty much just listed all of those. We, we do most things together. Yeah. There, there's very little we don't do together. Yeah. Uh, Not because we feel beholden to the other, but no, because we no, kind of no, no. like having each other around. Yeah. Um, the drives? Movies? Well... We, we typically do a lot as a family of five, you know, right. we'll go out on weekends to try a new restaurant or um, go shopping or just drive and bullshit about whatever music we're listening to or movies and um, but if it's just me and Travis, you know, the, the rare occasion that we can just go out and have a date. We like to go watch movies together. We like to eat and just Travis is doing terrible things over here off mic. Yes, we quote, give each other a very enthusiastic high five. Um, that's all I'll say about that. <laughs> so moving on. Um, what advice would you give someone who can't literally deal with their emotions and contemplating self-harm? Uh, I don't know. I don't deal with my own emotions. So that's tough. So, I guess on a personal level, find a bottle. Usually, my choice is glass. Shove everything that you have in your heart in that. Find a nice good cork. 
Bottle where it I keep up. All, so where I keep all of my pretty much where I keep everything important. That's not helpful. I know. Think, it's not. think about think think about friends of yours. If they were to tell you that they were considering self harm, what, what what do you do in that situation? I just talk them through it. Like that's the biggest thing. Go find someone to talk to. The worst place to be is in your own head. Agree. Because all you'll ever get in there is an echo chamber. You will hear every bad thing that's ever happened to you. That's it. Don't shut shut brain down. Go talk to somebody. Because, and I mean this in a very nice way, you are dumb. You will only ever say dumb things to yourself if you are the only person you're listening to. You will hear things that aren't true, things that are mean, things that are just outright shitty. You will tell yourself you the things. You'll tell yourself the things you want to hear. Yep. And if that is bad things, that's all you'll hear. And that's yeah, that's not good. Go go find a buddy or like a group chat. There are so many like just huge group chats for mental health online, and all of those people are, people are like super understanding. They could have been go- they they could have been going through the worst experience in their lives five minutes ago, and they'll still be there to talk to somebody. I don't I don't know. I don't feel like I do a good job dealing with mine. I've never contemplated the the self harm thing. That's not something I understand. I'm not probably the best person to talk to about that. Because um, from my own, I guess from my own, there's no payoff to that. Like personally, like if I were to do that, there would be no payoff to me for doing that to myself. Does that make sense? I think so self-harm I it, can be more things than just cutting yourself. Yeah, it's though. just not. It can also be self-medicating. Yeah, I, I could see that. Um, I don't know. So my, my, my dad passed away years ago and I'm still not okay with that. So, I mean, as far as dealing with your emotions, I'm, I don't know. I struggle with it every day. So I don't know if that's normal or not, but that's it. I did some of that to myself though. So for those of you that don't know, I built my dad's casket. Um, something he'd always intended to do for himself. He was going to build his and he was going to build my mom's because he was a carpenter and he thought it would be a kind of like a nice final gesture and all that shit. But he never, he never got the opportunity to do it. So I did it. I built his and that was probably the best and worst decision I've ever made. So, um, yeah, next topic. (laughs) Uh, I, it's not much better. I am someone who did struggle with self-harm for years, um, well on into adulthood. And thankfully, it was something that kind of went by the wayside when I had my kids. Um, I don't know if that was a chemical alteration or what. Um, so when I hear that someone is doing that... I'm kind of torn because on one hand, I understand it completely. I understand that need, that drive of just wanting to feel nothing, at least for a couple of minutes. I get that. Or the flip side, wanting to feel something, you know, I I, I get that. But the other part of me gets absolutely enraged with it too because I understand it. And so you don't want the person that you care about or love to be doing that to themselves. It's a it's a hard thing to go through. And unfortunately, we are going through that right now. Um, I'm not going to get into those details, but um, it is it's a it's a tough situation. It's a very it's something I don't wish on anybody. All I can say is when somebody is at that point 
point. The only thing you can do is just be there. That's all you can do above all else. Just be there for them. So uh, next question. How do you, how would you describe how you've handled your darkest day, the steps you took to not only try to heal, but to work through it? Um, I'll start this time. Um, I've had a lot of pretty dark days in the last couple of years to where I actually had contemplated suicide a little bit. Um, I don't know. I, I don't know how I handled it. I don't know if I handled it necessarily. Um, something that people get tired of hearing is I just took it one day at a time. I feel like that's all you can do, you know? Maybe you just have to hope that tomorrow will be a little bit better than the day before. And then you go into that day feeling the same way. Maybe tomorrow will be a little bit better than today. And eventually you just keep doing that until it does. This thing that, that caused you to feel this way, eventually you are going to get past it. And there are going to be better days ahead. It's just having to take hold of yourself and fight. But... I also feel like no answer I could give or Travis could give or Aiden could give ultimately is going to convince someone of how they are or not feeling. You know, you can only do what's best for you. But again, just having people, I, I, honestly, just having my friends and my family in my life helped me get through it. Um, there's a lot of friendships I have right now that I have maintained because they were simply just there for me while I was going through it. So, Aiden? As far as, as, far as how I handled it, this is gonna sound, again, this isn't, this isn't gonna sound great because deep down inside, I'm secretly a man. Um... <laughs> Well, and I just kind of manned up. I don't know. Whenever I'm overwhelmed, I'm a very cold person. I just kind of shut myself off and shut myself off and distance myself from it. That guy, that absolute prick who's thinking those things, he's not me. He's somebody else. I'm gonna hide him. Um, I still gotta do shit. Donuts still gotta get made. Like... <laughs> Yeah, like, it's just, I don't have time. If I'm gonna cry, I'm gonna do it on my own time. When I don't have shit to do. When somebody isn't relying on me to get something done. And then it'll be my responsibility to kind of get my affairs in order. But other than that, if I'm just, like, really going through it, shut down. I have shit to do. People, other people got shit to do. And if I don't do my shit, other people might not get to do their shit. It's, again, donuts gotta get made. Things gotta happen. The world doesn't stop just because I do. You're looking at me. Yeah, because it's your turn. Yeah. Mm pass <laughs> uh my darkest day yeah so my darkest day was the day of the funeral so i thought about doing like a whole series of just recordings on this like just recording myself talking about it and not ever posting it more of as self-therapy just to get it out or something might be good um yeah it might be bullshit too i don't know or it was i don't know anyway um Probably the day of the funeral. So after when I built the casket, some, there's special hinges and latches and shit you have to use for caskets. And I didn't have time to get any of those. So the day of the funeral, uh, I had to nail the casket lid on with my dad in it. And that was a bad day. That was a bad day. Um, I, had, I had nightmares about that for a long time, about nailing that down. And then uh, how did I deal with it? I don't know. I guess you'd say man up. Was that yeah. a toxic masculinity thing? I basically just shut everything down except for basic processes. Yep. Um, and just sort of went through the motions. So, and then I just stayed in that mode for six months. 
<laughs> or longer. And, Do you uh, think you've healed? No, no, I'm not. So look, I, I built it. I nailed the lid down on it. I, I was a pallbearer at that casket. And then I helped them fill the hole in when it was done because there was work that needed to be done and there weren't enough people to do it. So I jumped in and helped do it. Like it was just, yeah, I just shut everything down and went on autopilot. Shit still got to get done. Yeah. Yeah. Stuff still had to happen. And if I, I couldn't shut down. So, I mean, nothing, <clears throat> nothing useful gets done. You, you don't help anyone by turning into a puddle, you know? I mean, you can't just cease to function. So, uh, yeah, that's what I did. But do you feel like you've been able to work through it? Uh, I'm, well, I'm still working through it. I'm better now than I was five years ago. <laughs> But I'm not good. I don't feel like I'm the same person that I was before that. So I don't know. It's weird. It was. It was. It was tough. That whole thing was tough. He had cancer, and uh, it's hard seeing the, like the strongest, best person you know just slowly die. Like because it, it wasn't pretty. It was an ugly process, and uh, I wouldn't. I wouldn't wish that on anybody. But yeah, I'm better, but I'm not good. So I guess one day at a time. <laughs> That's how I. I. I, I mean. <laughs> It's kind of the shitty answer to give, but that's usually what I give everybody is you have to just take it one day at a time and eventually every day is going to get a little bit better. Yeah. So, but, um, y'all still need me here. So, yeah, yeah, but I think that we all (laughs) have kind of tried to come together and take this one day at a time with you and, you know, hopefully it's helped. Yeah. Yeah. It's helped. So I suppose at the end of the day. If you even even when you're going through something tough, and this kind of would wrap up several of these other questions, um, think about the other people in your life, right? Even if you're not willing to do whatever it is that you need to do for yourself, do it for those other people in your life that count on you, that need you, that love you and want you around. So don't don't make that choice to self harm or do anything worse. For them, you know what I mean? So that's what you do. You do it for the people you love. You keep going for the people that you love and that you know love you. Yeah. Yeah. And we, I, I do want to state one more time that we've, well, I, I can't speak for Aiden. He's still pretty much in the infancy of his life. <laughs> but if anybody ever does need me or Travis for anything, we have been through the shit and we... If you feel like you don't have anybody else, we will absolutely be here for you. Even if it's just to listen, you know, feel free to reach out to either of us. I'm here too. I'm a pretty experienced, unlicensed therapist. (laughs) Yeah, we're saying that as people who don't have (laughs) any any credentials to back this up, but we we will be a a friend to you. You you buy a bottle wherever you're at, and I'll buy a bottle where I'm at, and we'll voice chat and drink together. No, 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 no. We are not, no. We are not suggesting that you drink. Rubbing alcohols for the outside, boo-boos. Drinking alcohols for the inside, Oh, my God. That (laughs) is not cool. That's how this works. It's not cool. No, we are not condoning (laughs) alcoholism. But we are here to to lend an ear if you need it. Yep. Yep. All right. Are we ready to be done? Shall we lighten this up a bit? With uh, that round of questions. Moving off of that topic, let's move into some more fun fare because we have another series of questions from Karima that I absolutely fucking adore. <laughs> uh, let's see here. Give me an idea and summary of your own trauma film. <laughs> so she's secretly like a scriptwriter or something, and one of these days we're going to see our ideas in a movie. I really doubt that. With her name on it. <laughs> Because this is not the first time she's asked one of these questions. 
Are you stealing our ideas? It's a good thing we don't come up with good ideas. Oh, my gosh. Uh, so I, I can only imagine that our friends, William and Zena, who have their who are filmmakers themselves, are going to cringe at this answer that we get. Okay. It can, they can't cringe that hard because we're intentionally coming up with a trauma movie. Right. Anybody who's seen a trauma film knows that they're no, not. We are not trying to think of something good here. <laughs> They're bad films. But this turned into a group effort because I don't know how one person could write a trauma movie. Right. Like it's just too bad shit. Yeah, so we didn't we didn't each give an answer. We collectively came up with one film. We brainstormed the most fucked up shit we could think of. <laughs> well, I don't know if it's the most. Not the most. <laughs> you threw out some of my ideas. You were like, no, we are not saying that. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to let you This talk is an about actual this. movie. It's not going huh? <laughs> I'm going to let you give the give the synopsis to, here. You're going to have to chime in. Yeah, but you have trailer voice. Like you in can, a world. Yeah, where, exactly. Oh. Exactly. <laughs> no. All right, so picture this. <laughs> There's a guy who makes cars <laughs> that run on electricity. And he also engages in space exploration. He's a bad dude. Secretly, he's a bad dude. And they only publicize the good stuff. They never publicize the strip mining of the lithium for the batteries out of a mine somewhere in China or wherever it comes from. And all the ecological harm that comes from these green initiatives and space exploration to go to Venus. Space. <laughs> and he's really an awful person. And there's a young girl somewhere in Europe. Who opposes him and then one day his space exploration vehicle I'm, I'm struggling really hard not to use names <laughs> crashes into a meteorite and a chunk of it falls to earth and the young girl turns into like a tree person kind of like swamp thing but like poison ivy style like leaves for hair and bark for skin and leaks of sap from places <laughs> I threw it in there anyway. It's a trauma movie. That's yeah, a trauma movie. Something has to be leaking from somewhere. Or it's not a trauma movie. But it also affects the animals in the area. And so it's like a combination of like happy tree friends and open season, except it's live action. And Snow White. And Snow White. Yeah. So they're like bloodthirsty little animals, but they don't change size or anything. They're just all sort of moist. <laughs> because everything in trauma movies is. And they like eat people. And she can communicate with them through song. That's Only the kicker. Only through song. She has to sing in order to communicate with the animals. And so she's like, fuck Captain Planet, traveling around the world, taking down all these different institutions where he's engaging in his nefarious ecological disaster activity until they get to him and then they take him down. But he's in a mech suit, <laughs> like Ripley and Alien. Never battled to the <laughs> What? It would totally happen. It's, it, and it's, yeah, it's like a power loader from Alien. So then they fight, but it's, it's powered by electricity. It's an EV. It's powered by the tears of war. And it's self-driving. Oh my God. It's not made in Texas though. It would never be made. So anybody want to chime in with something there? No. I was trying to tiptoe around all the names of real people. Those were all of our ideas. So. It is so hard not to just name folks sometimes. Very. Especially when there's some out there that will sue you. Yeah. For even mentioning hard. their name. How's that a thing? 
How does that work? Like every time you say my name, you got to pay me money. I mean, I think that's like actually literally the case with that whole licensure thing. That is a stupid concept. Well, yeah. I was thinking of slander How? and libel and. I understand that, but even if if somebody's not doing that, what then you have to what has become of our legal system that they would even entertain that idea? I don't stupidity. Know. It's insane. Oh, yes. Goodness. Okay, moving on. What horror comedy do you enjoy? Uh, what horror comedy do I not enjoy? <laughs> I enjoy comedy by extension horror comedy. I don't know. Like I'm a like a specific movies. Like I love Zombieland, Shaun of the Dead, Deathgasm. Yeah. Uh, Little Monsters. If you've never seen Little Monsters, was it Little Monsters? Yeah. It's so funny. It's got uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Her. Yes, she's in it. She's like a school teacher, and it's got the guy who voices Olaf from Frozen, except he's a horrible person. He uses and the F word. A lot. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, like all the kids turn into zombies, and it's, yeah, it's a great movie. Okay. But, yeah. I'm yawning Anybody now. Else? <laughs> Anybody else? Um, admittedly, horror, comedy, comedy horror, it's not really my bag. Um, I much more prefer serious fare. <laughs> but um, I I am a fan of the uh, darkness that of the army, army of darkness. Yeah. I Evil Dead Two. Those are that's usually my jam. Yeah, I used to be a big fan of horror comedy, but now if my my movies have to have some form of intelligence for me to stay interested, mm-hmm. and so that like really over the top shit that's just there to gross you out, you know, like trauma movies. <laughs> they just I don't know, <laughs> not not my bag. So there's another one called Cockneys versus Zombies. Oh my god, it's also kind of funny. It's got I don't know, it's some old British dude who's in every. Every, like Guy Ritchie gangster movie in it and he's fighting zombies and it's hilarious <sighs> is it that guy from Midnight Meat Train Vinny no Jones? no 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 okay no, but I'll watch anything with him in it okay all right uh, let's see number three if you had to eat part of each other if you had to eat a part of each other like in raw to survive what are you going for first <laughs> Um, I'll start. I I'm guess. afraid. <laughs> if it's you, I'm going for the thighs, baby. You you got you got some thigh on you. I got thunder thighs. <laughs> Dem squats. Uh, let's see, Aiden. I I'm sorry. I'm gross. Uh, I'm going straight for your ass. If you have some meaty ham hocks. <laughs> go ahead. All right. Who's next? I guess I'll go. <laughs> Because Aiden, Aiden has checked out. I, I'm, I'm going for the hams on well, both of Well, for starters, Aiden has never seen Raw, rightfully so. Yeah. So. No, I'm going for the booty on both of you. <laughs> Just because you've both got so much that you could take a little off and nobody would notice. <laughs> All right, Aiden. So is this assuming that the other person is going, is this assuming the other person is going to eat us back? Or are we like taking turns? <laughs> No, it's more okay. of a... In which case, if I have to eat anyone, um, I don't know. It's probably organ meats first, because those go bad fast. And if I've really got to make a person last, <laughs> organ meats, like liver, kidneys, get them nice, like hollow them out. Like, With some fava beans? Yeah, pretty nice much. Well, no, like wash them out, and then you gotta like fry them. <laughs> Oh, like, no, no, no. In raw, they didn't cook it, did oh, they? Oh, in which case, yeah, still organ meats. Worst case scenario, I die of some horrible unnamed disease. Yeah, it's called Prion's disease. <laughs> Cannibals get it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, my Lord. Why do I know that? I don't know. What a way to wrap See, up a at, show. at least your mother and I were trying to keep each other alive. 
<laughs> through this process. I was well, that's what I was like. You're do just I like, have to worry about I'm going to take your liver. Like, are we are we trading blows here? Because in which case, I'd go straight for the throat. That way, they can't eat me back. <laughs> you know what, Ash? We both we both just violated the cardinal rule. What's that? We both just said we'd go ass to mouth. <laughs> Oh, we say that in front of our child. Nasty. <laughs> I need an adult. He's he's seen clerks. I have. There's nothing. There's nothing I can say that's going to be worse than that. Oh my gosh. So is that it for the questions? That is it for the questions. So we end the last. The last answer to our last question is asked to mouth. Yes. Nice. <laughs> it's been a successful episode. <laughs> so. Hopefully, uh, we were able to help you through something and then make you laugh. <laughs> but uh, thank you. Thank you, as always, guys, for, for tuning in to Pillow Talk or, in this case, Buried with Children. Uh, I'm Ashley. I'm Aiden. I'm Travis. And we'll see you next month for a new episode, guys. Take care. Bye. Bye. What would you do to save the life of a teenage boy? If you subscribe to our Patreon for just 3 to $10 a month, you can get Aiden out of the industrial-sized hamster wheel we use to power our show. <laughs> for that, you'll get access to bonus content and allow me to remove Aiden's handcuffs. He doesn't run worth a shit with them on anyway. Also be sure to show your support on our social media pages. You can find us on Twitter as TravisL80 and SpookyMom83. Thank you for your consideration. Well, that's just what we call pillow talk, baby.